0: plan. I'm grateful that I'm still a part of God's purpose on this morning. And we're grateful for each of you, even those who are joining us by social media at this time. We're grateful and we're prayerful that you will be in joy. Amen. What you hear from our service this morning as we celebrate Christ's birth. And I just want to say to each of you, Merry Christmas. Amen. To all of you. Amen. I praise God. Amen. And As I often say, we'll just make a happy birthday, Jesus. Amen. We're grateful, amen, for the birth of our Savior, and we love him and appreciate what his coming to earth meant to us. Amen. It was God's gift to us through his son, and we're grateful to have an opportunity to celebrate that just one more time. And we're going to the word of the Lord. We're going to Luke, the first chapter, and we will be looking at verses 39 through 46 And we'll be also looking, as our companion scripture, at 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. Again, that's Luke, the first chapter. And we'll be looking at verses 39 through 46. And as a companion scripture, we'll also be looking at 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. All this month, we've been sharing from the series, Season of Giving. And we've been sharing with you messages relative to that which we possess. What do we have? Unleashing the power of what we have on the inside. We've talked to you about uh, looking, uh, assessing, doing a personal inventory check, looking and accessing what you have on the inside. We also shared on our Tuesday night Bible study that we have more to give than you think. And then on last week, we were talking about uh, breaking the artificial limits and constraints that we have on our potential that God has placed so much in us, that we have the capacity to do so much more if we don't put limits on ourselves and that God is trying to unleash that, unleash that which is within us. And on today, we really want to concentrate and focus this morning uh, relative to this being our celebration of Christ's birth. We want to talk about what we have on the inside and unwrapping the gift within. That's going to be our topic this morning, Unwrapping the Gift Within. And in looking at that, I'm letting you know that each of you are carrying precious cargo. So you have to handle with care that which God has placed on the inside of you. There's something special and powerful in you. So we have to handle with care that which God has put on the inside of us. Reading from Luke chapter 1 verse 39, from the English Standard Version, it reads... And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Now, 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, it reads like this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. May I pray with you, Heavenly Father, open our spirit, our ears, our minds in this moment. Allow us to be receptive to what you're saying to us. Lord, do not allow us to leave this destiny moment unchanged. In Jesus' name. Amen, and God bless you. When I'm talking about unwrapping the gift of God, and of course I'm speaking of the gift that God has placed inside of us, I'm speaking of how we handle that which God has given us. But to handle it, you first have to recognize the power and the preciousness of that which you are carrying. You are carrying precious cargo, and you have to be careful how you handle it. I began when I thought of handling precious cargo, and I, I'm dating myself by talking about this movie, but there was a movie uh, that Jim Carrey did. It was called Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. If you remember the beginning of that movie, he is disguised as a delivery person, and he has a box in his hand, and the box says, fragile, handle with care. But he's not handling it with care. He's kicking it around. He kicks it up the steps. He kicks it up to the door of the person he's delivering it to. And as he delivers it, you hear whatever the contents are shattering on the inside. He picks it up. He hands it to the guy, this broken and bruised box with shattered glass seemingly on the inside. And he hands it to the man. The man says, it sounds like it's broken. And he says, probably is. He doesn't show any concern for what is on the inside, even though the markings on the package say fragile handle with care. Similarly, I'm telling each of you that not only should you watch how you handle yourself, but others need to watch how they handle you. Because it's not the packaging on the outside, but you're holding something precious on the inside, when I thought of this, and and, and, and I, I began to look particularly at the, the, the analogy I just gave you, uh, the man had an important package that needed to be delivered to his house, but it was broken and it was hurt because he allowed somebody else to handle it. And the value of what you have can be compromised by how you handle it. First of all, I want to ask you the question, do you appreciate, do you truly appreciate that, which is in you. Do you appreciate what is in you? To appreciate what is in you, you have to be knowledgeable of what is in you. And God is very intentional about that because if we read his word, he's careful about telling us what's in us and telling us who we are. He told the prophet, he said, before you were formed in the belly, I knew thee. That means I was intentional about your existence. And you need to know that God is intentional about your existence. I don't care what your family says. I don't care if you're with your mom and your dad or if you're with your foster mom and your foster dad or if you're with your grandma. I don't care who you live with, where you are, where you are right now. Your presence, your existence was intentional in the eyes of God. God meant for you to be here. I want you to point at somebody in here, look at them in the eye and say, God meant for you to be here. God God was intentional. He meant for you to be here and he thought you were so special that he entrusted you with his spirit. That's what he did with Adam. He breathed his breath. The, the, the life, the spirit of God into Adam. And he has similarly buried that into you. You have that spirit. You possess that power on the inside of you. So the first thing to do in appreciating what you have is knowing who you are. Knowing what God has placed inside of you. And see, the problem many of us have is the reason people treat us any kind of way is because we treat ourselves any kind of way. We don't appreciate our own value because when you appreciate your own value, I don't need the Bible to tell me not to go certain places. I, 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 I have so much respect for myself. Oh, I wish you were here with me now. There are places that I, I, I don't go. I, I don't need to read all of the Ten Commandments to tell me the things that I should not do. But because I have so much respect for myself. And what God has placed inside of me, there are certain things that I don't do. There are certain things that I don't say. There are certain ways that I don't represent myself because I have an appreciation for who I am. And even greater, I have an appreciation for what God placed in me. I don't need people to get confused about who I am by how I act. Because there there, there shouldn't be a difference between uh, how I act and who I am. Let me give you that because, because many times you're treated, people treat you any kind of way because how you act doesn't match up with who you are. They're going to treat you based on how you act. A lot of times you're wondering why you attract certain people. Well, baby, how are you acting? Is your behavior attracting people who don't match up with who God intended you to be? So when your behavior and your failure to completely value yourself the way that God values you causes you to be connected to people that are not where God, who God would want you to be with. That's why it says being not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Be not, and I'm not talking about just marriage and relationships. I'm talking about friendships as well. Sometimes we're connected to people that we should not be connected to. Why? Because we don't have an appropriate evaluation of who we are. And I'm not saying those people are less. What I'm telling you is you don't value yourself, so you hang out with other people that don't value themselves either. They don't know who they are. And how you, are you going to ever come to a realization of who you are if you hang around with people who don't know who they are and are not searching for the value that God has placed on the inside of them? It's not that you're better than them. It's just that both of you are confused. You don't know who you are and they don't know who they are. So neither one of you can lead, your, you lead each other to where you need to be. The blind can't lead the blind. I, if, if I don't know who I am, if I'm hanging around somebody who knows who they are, that may encourage me to seek a little deeper about who I am, to evaluate what God has placed in me. And when you hang around some good friends, they won't take advantage of you for not knowing who you are. Because mm. a lot of people will take advantage of you for not knowing who you are. It's the same thing about your value. Some of you have great value. Some of you have great talents. And until you appreciate your own value to appreciate your own gift and your own talents, somebody else will take advantage of your gifts. Because they might see your value before you do. But I need to hang around people who will help me get in tune with the value that's on the inside of me. Because when somebody else sees your value and they're not holy, when they're not righteous, they'll just use you up. And I, I know I have a witness, you don't have to raise your hand, but you, you've been in a relationship, you've been in a situation where the person just used you. And they, they didn't abuse you, but they just kept using you. And, and they caused you to pour out of yourself and you were pouring out of yourself. And, and at the end of the situation, you were exhausted. And then you know what? Once you're exhausted and have poured out everything that you have, then that user leaves you and finds somebody else they can use. And the only reason that happens is because you did not appreciate your own value. You did not know your own worth. You did not appreciate the gifts and the talents that God had poured inside of you. You have to know your own worth. You have to know your own value. And therefore, you act different. You behave different because you have certain value. If, if you're thinking of, think of it this way, if I'm carrying something of precious value and, and I'm not going going to go to a place where it might be stolen. Come now. If you if you if you're walking around with a, a with $10,000 in your pocket, certain places you don't go. And you know what you do every every moment you you pat it. <laughs> make sure make sure It's still with me. You walk through a group of people, you're like, watch out now. Hold on, hold on. I'm carrying something valuable. I got to make sure that they don't lay hands. Come on now. There's certain neighborhoods you won't go to. Come on now. Certain situations you won't go to. No, baby, it's too crowded in there. Somebody might bump me and take what I have. I'm saying your behavior is different because you know the value of what you're carrying and the value of what you have. Certain places you don't go, so I don't need to make a list of things with uh, the places you don't go. I don't need to make a list of activities that you don't engage in. I don't need the Bible to guide me because the Bible has already told me my value. And because I know my value, I act different. I behave different. I don't go certain places. I don't represent myself in certain ways. One of the first things you don't want to do is run your mouth. You don't walk through the crowd saying, I got $10,000 in my pocket. That's an advertisement to get robbed. You're not doing that. But how many times do we advertise ourselves in ways that we shouldn't? Like putting out an advertisement for someone to take advantage of you. I'm single and I'm lonely. Blasting all over social media. It's just an advertisement for somebody to take advantage of you. But when you appreciate your own value, come on now. When was the last time you saw a Louis Vuitton commercial? When was the last time you saw a Bentley commercial? Think about it. You don't have to advertise yourself when you know your value. Come on now. You don't have to advertise because people will find you. <laughs> Come on now. I think it was one of those high, high-end high brands I said, why don't you make commercials on television? They said, because the people who watch a lot of television aren't even in our, our focus group. Mm. <laughs> the people who have enough money to afford us will find us because we know our own value. See, the people on TV looking for a commercial or looking for a sale, we don't have sales. Come now, you're not gonna fight, go. You're not gonna go to Louis Vuitton and see a forty percent off sale. Nah. If you do, that's not a real look. Come on now. Come on now. That's that, that's not that's not a real Louis Vuitton store because they know their value. So they'd say, I'd rather keep our merchandise on the shelf than to put it on sale. Let me add that. We'd rather just leave our merchandise on the shelf, not advertise, and not put it on sale than sell it for less than what it's worth. Because we know our own value. We know our own worth. How many of us are willing to say the same thing? I'm not going to sell myself short of what God has for me. That means when I pray and I know my value, I don't accept the first thing that runs up in my face. Come here. I, 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 I know the value of my of a job. God, God is going to bless me. Tell me what I'm going to have. And, and I see the first thing coming. And then, well, I'm taking it. Do you know your value? Do you appreciate your worth? You're praying for a man, the first one that comes to your door. You're like, all right. Wait, hold on. Do you, do you know your own value? Do you appreciate your own worth? You trying to get engaged, so you say the first, first person that says yes, you're gonna get married to a man. Come on, Come on. Do you know? Do you know your own value? Do you appreciate your own worth? I'm telling you right now, if you know your own value and appreciate your own worth, it's better that you sit on the shelf, not advertise, not put yourself on sale. When you know your own value. Because Louis Vuitton. It costs what it costs. It's not coming down to you. You have to come up to it. And when you know your own value. Baby I'm not going on sale. I'm not coming down to that. You're going to have to step up. I wish someone were in here with me. You're going to have to step up to where I am. Because I know what I'm worth. And if I have to stay by myself. Come on now, I'm still, I still retain my value because I know what I'm worth, because I know what God put in me. That's what God had already related to Mary in this story. The, the, the angel had already come to Mary, already told her you were blessed among women, told her you were carrying the Lord and Savior of the world. She already knew this, but sometimes confirmation doesn't hurt. And I'm praying for that in somebody's life right now. God's already told you your value. He's already told you your worth. But I'm praying for confirmation right now in the name of Jesus for somebody right now. Because faith cometh, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I'm praying that God send some evidence in your direction to confirm that which he has already spoken over your life. I am what God says I am. And and I'm going to have what God says I'll have. And I'm going to receive everything that God says is coming my direction. Hallelujah. I'm accepting him at his word. So he tells, the angel tells Mary of her value. He says there's something valuable that's on the inside of you. It's in our possession. But it's not of us. It's like. It's not, it's not of us. It didn't generate with us. God is the genesis of that which is in us, and that's why it is so valuable. But it's almost like the woman who is pregnant. The woman who is pregnant, I'll tell you like this, when you're pregnant, when my wife was pregnant, she ate different. You eat different. And you know what a woman says when, when, they're, when they're eating different while they're pregnant? She said, I'm eating for two. I'm not just eating for myself. But I'm eating also for something that's in me. So how I eat is different. And what I eat is different. Because I have to appreciate that it's not just for me that I'm eating. But I'm carrying something on the inside. So I have to watch the nutritional value of what I eat. The volume of what I eat is going to be different because I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm also doing it for something that is in me. Isn't that how we should act all the time? All the time. I need to watch how I feed myself. I'm not just talking about naturally, I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about what I watch on television, what I consume on social media. Because I'm not just feeding, I'm not just consuming, I'm not just watching for myself. But I also have to regard that which God has placed in me. Point at your neighbor and say, you're carrying something valuable. Carrying something valuable. Oh, 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 on the inside, I, I'm carrying something precious on, on the inside, and that's what the angel told Mary. I don't want you to get confused. I don't want you to think this is just the flesh, baby, that came between you and Joseph, but you have been honored by the Holy Spirit, so you are carrying our Lord and Savior. So watch how you carry what's in you. I don't believe the Spirit's just saying that to Mary, but I think he's saying that to every one of us who was in here. Watch how you carry what is in you. Don't just expose it to any kind of thing. We, were, we had a, At my job the other day, someone broke, brought what I thought was a very specific food item. And, and, and we, as particularly ethnic people, we don't just eat certain things that anybody Come in here with me now. We we'll don't just eat everything. Come on, come on now. Can we be real? Because you know you'll be at your own family reunion. But hold on, who made the potato salad? Uh, I, don't, I don't eat everybody's potato salad. Cause see, some of them don't keep, you know, they don't refrigerate stuff long enough. Uh-huh. And I've been in their house. Come on now. Come on now. There's this TikTok going around now, and the, the, the title of it says, This is Why I Don't Eat at Everybody's House. And it shows a p- person cooking, and then in one of their pans that's not on, there's a cat laying in the pan. And they say, That's why I don't eat at everybody's house. Come on now. You have to watch what you consume. I need to give you the list. We don't eat everybody's spaghetti. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. We don't eat everybody's soup and chili. Mm. This person had gumbo. We don't eat everybody's gumbo. Some of us don't even eat gumbo, but we we certainly want to know the contents. We want to know the character of the person who prepared the meal. Come on now. If I've been to your house and when I turn on the lights, you have friends scurrying across the floor. I'm going to wonder if that cake has chocolate chips. Y'all not, y'all not, y'all not walking with me here. <laughs> we, we, we watch what, what we consume. We're careful about what we put in our fleshly bodies. So why do we not have the same amount of concern? About what we put in our spirit, the eyes are the light of the soul. When we put our eyes on something, we are allowing our eyes to consume things that are that are being placed and implanted in our spirit. Are we watching what we consume? We don't listen to everything. Paul talks all the time. Some things, it's not that they're not lawful, but they're not expedient. They're not good for the health of the body and the mind and the soul. Certain things I don't listen to, not because I'm going to hell if I listen to it. That's not the point. We draw bright lines. Am I going to hell if I do this? Am I going to hell if I do that? No, but is it good for your spirit? Are you nourishing that, that you're supposed to be carrying and protecting that valuable thing that God has placed on the inside of you? Because it's more than just me. It's more than just my flesh. But I have to watch how I feed myself because I'm carrying something valuable. Mm. On the inside of me. And I so many times were worried about how other people treat us. But the most likely cause of me to, to abort that which God has placed in me is how I treated myself. Not how others treat me, but how I value and appreciate my own self. Mary, she had an encounter. And my time is far spent. I'm about to finish. She, she, she had something valuable on the inside. And then when she went, get this, uh, because sometimes other people recognize what's in you before you do. She goes to the house of her cousin, Elizabeth. And while she's at her house, Elizabeth says this to Mary. She says, blessed are you among women. This should sound familiar. The angel already told Mary that. Elizabeth is only confirming that which Mary already told her. And I came to spree this into somebody. You're about to receive some confirmation about what God has already spoken to you. Watch out for those strange words where people are saying stuff that don't resonate in your mind. Baby, I pray for myself. So when you say something that doesn't resonate with what God has already told me, I'm not listening to that. But when you speak, it ought to be confirmation over what God has already told me. Because, baby, you can't speak the blessing. You can just confirm what God is already about to do. can't bless me from your mouth, but you can tell me what God's about to do. You can confirm in my spirit that which God has already told me. And that's what really causes me to leap. That's what really causes me to jump. That's what really causes me to get excited when I hear confirmation of that which God. Has already told me. So Elizabeth is confirming the word to Mary. She's saying blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And she said why is it granted to me this privilege. That my Lord the mother of my Lord would come to my house. Why am I getting this special privilege. Because see Mary didn't see the baby leap. Elizabeth had to tell her what happened. Elizabeth is telling her, I know you're blessed and I know you're the mother of my Lord because that what God gets is put in me. Jump when he heard, oh, I wish you would hear me now, the voice of that carrying what's in you. And and I came to tell somebody in here that, that when you are really carrying something from God, every now and then somebody will speak a word. And because they have something in them, that which is in them will cause that which is in you. To just, mm. it's not because of the words that are being spoken. I want you to get it. Because some of you don't witness because you don't have a title. Some of you don't talk to people and tell how good God is because you're not a minister. You're not a missionary. Some of you don't, don't really tell and witness for God because you don't have a degree or you don't, didn't graduate from a Bible college. But baby, they're not recognizing your degree. They're not recognizing where you're from. They're not recognizing your mama or your daddy or your education. It's what is in you begins to speak to what is in them. And when what's in you begins to speak to what's in them, when you exercise that voice that God gave you, the word says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. Because when you testify, what what is in you begins to speak to what's in them. So because it's not my voice that's speaking to you, it's not my education that's speaking to you, It's not even me reading God's word that's speaking to you. But there's God's spirit on the inside of me. When it begins to minister to the spirit that's inside of you, it begins to leap (sighs) out. And the reason it leaps is because it recognizes something uh, that looks like itself. Uh, it recognizes something uh, that's from God, uh, like it's from God. It recognizes something uh, that has power. Uh, somebody say, power. Uh, and don't have power. But inside of me, uh, God has placed power. And when my power begins to speak to your power, the power on the inside of you uh, gets stirred up. Uh, Jeremiah said, uh, it's just like fire. Shut up in my bones." Because the power in me recognizes the power that's on the inside of you. And when it sees your power, if you don't leap, it'll start leaping. If you don't speak, the rocks will cry out. Jesus said, these be solid. He said the rocks will cry out to testify of who I am. So if you don't open your mouth, that's what's in you. We'll speak to somebody else and they'll open their mouth and Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. No on the name under heaven given amongst me whereby men must be saved in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. You know why? You know why Jesus' name is so powerful? You know why Jesus' name evokes so much emotion? It's because even if you don't recognize, even when you're not saved, even when you didn't get it, even when you weren't trying to get saved, the spirit that God put in you, the spirit that God put in you, I don't care where you are. I don't care how much you've done. I don't care how bad off you are. I don't care what sin you've committed. But at the name of Jesus, that spirit on the inside of you, it begins to... Hallelujah. When it hears the name, when it hears the name Jesus, Power recognizes power. So that power in you recognizes the power that's in the name of Jesus. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise for his word. Hallelujah. 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 Can I pray with you, Heavenly Father? Lord, we thank you for your reminder in this season as to what we're truly unwrapping. The most powerful gift is that gift that you placed on the inside of us, which is simply a part of you. It's only because of the power of Jesus that we have access to God, that we have access to the Holy Spirit. And we thank God right now for the power that's in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son. Thank you, Lord, for making salvation available to us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you for becoming the, the perpetuation, God's sacrifice for us, that we might have access to God, that we might have eternal life, In heaven with God. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you, Jesus, for dying. Thank you, Jesus, for sacrificing your life so that we might have Christ in our life. And Lord, we just want to say at this moment, we just want to say thank you. Come on, put those hands together and tell the Lord thank you. For those of you who've been watching my social media, we praise God with you. Just give God some praise right now as we tell the Lord, thank you, hallelujah. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the 2 line. And in the 4 line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.